Wine and Shine Podcast, Episode 7. I'm from Dayton. I'm from Dayton. (laughs) Um, My parents are divorced. Yeah, my parents are divorced. (laughs) Um, I have a half-sibling, even though I was an only child. For yes. 16 years. Same thing. That's I, a very oh specific yes. yeah. situation. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. we had a lot of things in common personally and from similar areas. So you clicked immediately. We did. Yes. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers. But we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, listeners, welcome back to episode seven of the Wine and Shine podcast. Today, me and Liz are super excited because we have two fabulous guests with us. We have Brooke Ijanette Hawker and Angela Heckmuller. They are the founders of Gals with Goals, a blog where they spent two years coming up with different goals every month that they tried to achieve. Um, You guys are about to enjoy some wonderful conversations about some exciting goals. And I know that I am about to be super inspired through this conversation. So the two of them, like us, college roommates, college friends, they have started a project together that really works to hold the other accountable for reaching their goals. And it's just a monthly tackling of a goal they want to accomplish, be it health and fitness related or just something they've always wanted to do, or maybe it's something professional. They tackle it and they blog about their experience. They learn from it. They share it with each other in the world. And it's a really neat initiative. So moving forward with Gals and Goals and what they're doing both individually because they have some really neat stuff coming up on their own too. So without further ado, here's Nina with the first question. So ladies, we thought that we could start off our conversation by having both of you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you met. Sure. Angela and I actually met in college the third week there. We both went to Ohio University, and we were both cheerleaders. So we met on Mm -hmm. the first day of cheerleading tryouts and then later became roommates and have stayed friends ever since. Did you guys know the first day you met each other that you're like, this is going to be an awesome friendship? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually Angela's birthday uh, the week after or two weeks after or the week of. So I brought her a birthday card in hopes that we would be friends. And we were, we had a lot in common when we met. We met and we, you know, started having conversations at tryouts and it was like this. I'm from Dayton. I'm from Dayton. Um, my parents are divorced. Yeah, my parents are divorced. <laughs> um, I have a half sibling, even though I was an only child for yes. sixteen years. Same thing. That's I, a very oh specific yes. yeah. situation. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. we had a lot of things in common personally and from similar areas. So you clicked immediately. We did. Yes. We did. And Liz, the rest like is we history. We had nothing in common. <laughs> we had nothing in common except that we liked talking to each other. And that we were music. And, and we were music people. Yeah. But and we lived that, in a room together. So that always helps. Yeah. yeah. We were for, but we weren't even forced. Like we decided, I mean, when we found out we were going to be roommates, we just naturally got along. Even though we were not from the same places, we didn't have parents that were divorced. That was some, like nothing no. was similar about our, our lives. 
College friendships are so awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the strongest friendships are formed during that time. I agree. Absolutely. So what led you guys to start Gals with Goals? So we get together for our birthdays every year. I'm an October birthday and Brooke has a, a March birthday. I thought you were going to say I had the same birthday. No, no, that, that would, that would too be too much, right? Too much. <laughs> yes. So we always get together for a meal for our birthdays and then we go get pedicures. And without fail over the last couple of years, you know, we do a lot of reminiscing at when we're out to eat and uh, talk about what we've done, where we've been since our college days. And we talk about our accomplishments. And one or both of us have ended up in tears at one point (laughs) during the conversation, like trying to figure out what's next Mm -hmm. for our life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've met all these goals and it's sort of this now what? What do mm-hmm. we do with ourselves? And what does any of this mean? And, you know. Sounds like my life right now. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like what I'm going yeah. through. You're about to start right. a vlog. You now. just don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in that process, we just started brainstorming, you know, like what could we do to kind of ignite that fire and push each other and hold ourselves accountable. So we just started brainstorming and then all of a sudden the ideas were flowing. We were keeping little lists in our phone, like in our little notes section and talking about things we wanted to do. And then it just sort of clicked. You know, I said, let's start a blog. Mm -hmm. Yep. And she was like, yes. And then we decided to do it. And then I was like, wait, I don't like to write. What do do we do? (laughs) Yeah. I actually have a question on that. Like, how do you, because I, you do great, you know, at blogging. You know, you say that, but I'm not even a good writer. I just have a lot of feelings. I have a really hard time (laughs) being vulnerable. So how do you open up in the way that you guys do? I mean, Um, any tips? I pretty much post and then hide under a blanket until I get affirmation through likes and comments <laughs> on my social media. So yeah. every single time, even after two years of posting, if I actually post personal thoughts on mm-hmm. things, I get nervous in my stomach. And yes. those are normally the posts people give me the most feedback on, positive feedback on. Hmm. Um, I try to typically keep it light and use humor, but there have been months over the course of two years that things are a little more serious than just something funny that happened that day with that goal. So yeah, it still makes me sick to my stomach, but the rewards and the amount of people that have stopped us and said that they have benefited from reading our stories makes it so worth it. So that's kind of what got me, I think kind of got us into podcasting in Mm -hmm. general was because Mm -hmm. I started listening to other people's podcasts and I was getting so much value from them. And then I would go and I would start reading people's blogs and I kind of started discovering different women and what they were struggling with. And the ones I responded to the most were the ones that they really were vulnerable in and were saying their feelings and the issues they were dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I think more people need to be doing this because then you don't feel so alone. Like there are a bunch of women and men, but I guess I gravitate more towards women, obviously, that are feeling all of the feelings and having all these same thoughts, you know? And that was the biggest struggle for me because the majority of the writing that I do is academic writing, you know, writing a dissertation Mm -hmm. or uh, writing articles for professional journals, you know? So I'm always writing in a really academic voice and not my own voice. So that was the biggest hangup for me and probably still is um, to just kind of take that professional wall down and really expose my true self Mm -hmm. and and, in a voice that 
speaks to every audience, whether it's a close friend who sees you through the good, the bad, the ugly, or someone you know from afar, you know, or even like a young student mm-hmm. who's might be reading, you know. Um, yeah, it's just been really interesting to just kind of tear down those walls and open up and be vulnerable. And it's so good for honest. all the readers, but it's also good for your soul yeah. to do yes. it. You know? Yeah. That's what I've discovered. Yeah. I was realizing when you were talking, nobody knows kind of what you're doing now. Like you were saying, I'm really used to writing professionally. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing aside from? Gals with Goals, which we'll dive into more. But what are you doing in your current profession? In my real life? Yeah. (laughs) Um, In my real life, I work at Nationwide, and I'm a director there um, in an area of IT. So that keeps me busy the bulk of my life and time. (laughs) So I love working at Nationwide. I've been there a little over eight years. So that's how I spend the bulk of my time or working out. And then as a kind of spinoff of the blog. I've been working on a book. So I've been doing that in addition to. So that's pretty much how I spend most of my time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a musician, as the two of you know. Well, as the three of you know, (laughs) let's let's be honest. But that's how we met. Yeah. We both were working at a music studio. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle Tuesday Music School in Mm -hmm. Gahanna. So I'm still there and I teach and I manage our Gahanna location. And I teach at Ohio Dominican University as well. And I play in a in the Springfield Symphony and teach a little bit out of my home and at Music and Arts in Reynoldsburg. So everything that I'm wow. doing mm-hmm. is music related. So yeah. yeah. So you're both definitely busy. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. There's not a lot of downtime in there. No. But you find time for your goal setting. Yeah. yeah. So can you guys share a little bit about what Gals for Goals is? Yes, yeah, so gals with goals. Sorry, we started um, in January of 2015, and we said that we would blog for one year, and we would each set a goal that would each last for 30 days. So Angela and I were doing different goals. So collectively, it was going to be 24 goals. So we decided that for 11 months, we'd set goals for ourselves, and on the 12th month, we would pick a goal for each other. So going into January 1st, we documented all the goals we were going to do for the whole year. So we didn't decide on the fly. We actually knew what we were doing and we announced Mm -hmm. what we were doing at the beginning of the year. So we had so much momentum and got so much positive feedback and people that felt like it was encouraging them that we decided to take it into this year too. So we're coming in on the home stretch of being done with it completely. But all in all, it'll be a two-year project and it'll be um, 48 goals right between the two of us so so what is november's goal for each of you well mine um i was kind of uh running out of ideas (laughs) yeah this month i was supposed to learn all of the flute parts for the nutcracker suite because i've never played it and i thought well if that rolls around in december and i'm ever asked it would uh be nice to know the music to be honest, here it is November 13th, and I haven't done that <laughs> because, you know, life mm-hmm. throws curveballs. Yeah. And uh, I was asked to do a recital in Utah in February. <sighs> so instead of focusing on my original goal, I am now planning for this other thing that's come along. So, But it's I'm, in the same genre. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning new music. So yeah. 
I knew that this was the end of the blogging coming up next month. And that, to me, has been my favorite part. So my goal for this month was creating my own website. Since I am writing a book and I've done a TEDx Columbus talk and I want to keep blogging. So right now I'm just behind the scenes picking out layouts and images Mm -hmm. and figuring out what my content will be. But the hope is by the end of this month or beginning of next month, I'll have the site ready to roll. And Angela did her own site last year. So it kind of encouraged me to do the same thing. That's That's awesome. What do you guys hope from your, well, I guess you already have your own site, but what do you hope from with your site that you're creating? Um, So for me, it's a great outlet to keep blogging. And I just hope people will find humor or enjoy reading mm-hmm. whatever it is that I'm gabbing about on there. Is it just going to be life stuff? Yeah, I'm not doing a specific theme unless one just kind of develops on mm-hmm. its own. Like, so for the last two years, we've been doing goals, which right. has been a great thing to write about. But then if something else comes to mind, I don't put it on the blog because it's not really about whatever I'm doing. You want to be month, free so. to just talk about yes. life. Wait, and how so it we'll see what that uh, turns out to be, as well as with writing a book, I'd like to write more books. So that's a great form to help kind of inform people of what I'm doing with that too. So what is your book about and when can we buy it? You can (laughs) buy it on Valentine's Day of 2017. So the book is just a collection of essays about my life, some funny and some a little bit more serious. But um, in 2014, I gave a TEDx Columbus talk about my parents raising me because they had me when they were teenagers. So it was a serious talk, but the book is more of a humorous spin on that. So each Mm -hmm. chapter opens with a piece of advice that my mom's given me, and it seems like sketchy advice, but then I tell a story (laughs) of how that actually proved to be true. So that's so cool. That is what the book will be about, and it has been consuming all of my extra time. (laughs) I have been getting way more into reading than I've ever been this past year. And I keep hearing how people say writing books is the toughest thing they've Mm -hmm. ever done. I can't even write a blog. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. I mean, I love the writing part of it. That part to me is the easier part, but all of the editing and Mm -hmm. all of the extra stuff, it takes a lot. And when you have a full-time job and you're doing other things, you know, and you only have a day on the weekend to do it, it can be a really long process. And by the end, you're so sick of the stories Mm because you've read them and reread them a million times, but it's rewarding at the same time. So what's your individual blog about? Or I don't have one. Um, I do. I made my own website last year and it's focused on my musical Mm -hmm. life. So um, I have like my CV listed, my bio, Um, I've started to upload some recordings of my playing and I have my calendar of all my upcoming performances and past gigs. Um, I've started kind of a teaching page. So um, I kind of give some testimonials from current students. I have a page where I brag on former students and tell like where Mm -hmm. they've been or Mm -hmm. what they've been up to and the accomplishments um, that they've um, experienced. And then my hope is to eventually start um, a podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll Pod- see. We'll 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 be in contact. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, my hope is to create a podcast specifically for flutists. Mm-hmm. And I want to start local. So, I want to start by interviewing um, Ohio flutists and then branch out from there and see if I can get some sponsorship from, yeah. you know, other flute organizations and 
I don't know. I'll see how far it goes. Right. Um, and I, maybe I'll start a blog in relationship to it. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. also like to start an app with similar content. So, so who knows? All of these goals outside of now that Gals with Goals is ending, you guys are just continuing, but in your own individual lives. Yeah. We're going to give up on everything. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) Now that it's over, all the goals are done. Yes. I'm going to watch Netflix and do nothing. The really cool thing about it is that, you know, you've always say, I want to do this someday. I want to do that someday. We have this like huge list of curiosities, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it forced us to make the time because you can get so caught up and I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. And then life passes you by and then you look back and say, oh, I wish I would have X, Y, and Mm -hmm. Z. So this held us accountable by making it and putting it out into the public. And by, you know, deciding together, we were holding each other accountable for our goals. And, you know, it was really amazing because we were able to explore all of these things that we've been curious about for so long. And some things were like, oh, never mind. Yes. This is not for me. <laughs> and other things have led to just amazing opportunities. You know, it it has just completely for, forced us out of our shells. And um, the positivity is just kind of snowballing out of it. So it's been pretty amazing. So what would you recommend for Maybe someone that has a goal that they want to set, you know, something big, like you said, like, oh, I've always wanted to do this, but maybe they don't want to put it out into the world in a similar way. Um, What are some things you've learned about goal setting and accountability, maybe outside of that public side, um, but that someone could apply in their everyday life? Well, I think for goal setting, you know, you have to look at the small picture and the larger scope. You have to look at the big picture. So first establish what the big goal is and then realistically set the goals leading up to it. Mm -hmm. And throughout that process, oftentimes, at least for me, I realized how unrealistic that plan really was. And then I had to even scale back from there. So I think you have to start with a large idea and then, you know, get into the smaller details of that. And I found that doing something for 30 days is so attainable because even when you've stretched yourself or you've kind of signed up for more than you thought you did, 30 days is nothing Mm -hmm. in the scheme of things. And I feel like half the stuff I did, whether it scared me or I just got there and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I knew 29 days later, it was going to be over. So, and if you love it, 30 days is long enough to really build some momentum on something. So I would say, even if you're not putting it out in the public, setting some sort of 30 day window. Well, they say, I think, is it like three weeks is about how long it takes something to become a habit? Yeah, absolutely. So you've hit that point. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And also I've read that the more you set goals for yourself and you achieve them, it's like a little reward trigger goes off in your brain. Mm -hmm. So if you give yourself 30 days, I mean, like you said, that's very, you know, an achievable amount of time to succeed at something. So it's like you're giving yourself this pleasure reward system all the time. Like I can do this. I can make these goals. I've done this four or five times already, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think we would both agree that by going through this process, it was one of the best years of our lives. Oh yeah. 2015 by far. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, by creating that reward system or yeah. like that breath of new life mm-hmm. and something to look forward to each month, uh, it was just such a rewarding process. 
So what were some of the goals that really resonated with you guys the most? So I'll speak to the goals I did last year. Um, the goal that I had that scared me the most, which is funny because I'm sitting in a room with musicians, is um, <laughs> my number one fear in life was singing in front of people. And so I took singing lessons at uh, Michelle's where mm-hmm. Angela teaches and sang and recorded it on YouTube and posted it on the oh blog. And That's then awesome. hit under yes. a cover for like yes. a month. <laughs> but at that point, so many people are supporting what you're doing. Yeah. They don't care how good or bad that you sound. So for me, there was that one. Um, also, I had a goal of write, wanting to write a book. And it's like Angela said, you always say you want to do it. So and this was, it. yeah, I mean, it's taken me a long time to get to this point where I actually have a date to say that the book will be done. But had we never started this blog, I would never have a date or a topic or a book, period. I love how brave this whole process has made you guys. Just yeah. putting it out there and saying, I'm going to do this. I'm finally going to just jump in. I'm going to achieve these goals I've been wanting to do forever. Yeah, I think. Um, and then the most exciting goal I had last year was I go to Las Vegas every year and play slots. And I've been going for years. And I was so scared to learn how to play a table game. So I learned how to play poker, just self-taught every day. I'd watch YouTube videos. And then I flew to Vegas and I decided I was going to play in a Vegas casino for the first time ever. And while I was there, I happened to win a jackpot on a slot machine. And so it just made the story on the blog so much better. I won $20,000. And it was just Yeah. So I was not expecting that. (laughs) Yes. So I did play poker while I was there. But that's just another example of the way the year unfolded and where this took us was way unpredictable that we could not have, we could not have imagined that. Now, I didn't win a jackpot this year, but that I... (laughs) That was probably, I think, doing the singing, doing the book, and then the Vegas thing was like that. I could never recreate that. Yeah, again. I feel like when you put good things out in the universe, I was just gonna say that good things come <laughs> yes. your way. Yes. I was gonna That's say right. this sounds so refreshing. Like when you guys are talking about this and just how you felt after you achieved these goals, I'm like, I want to. I got to dig deep and figure out what I've been wanting mm-hmm. to do that I just haven't done. You know, well, we were pretty actually. Angela kept me honest on this. Um, pretty good about alternating the goals too. So Mm -hmm. you weren't, we weren't doing a really hard one every Mm -hmm. single month. So one month when I said I would start writing a book, the next month, the goal was much smaller. It was just something I'd always wanted to try or, Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think what I, you did drawing. I did drawing one month. Then I tried to draw a picture of my husband. It was so scary. I think that (laughs) I had to hide that when I was done, but that wasn't one that required much more than I just said I would work on it 30 minutes a day. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like you have these bigger ones like the book Mm -hmm. and then smaller ones to keep the momentum going. Yeah. There were some that's like stuff you've always wanted to do and then stuff that scares you and then stuff that might actually move your career or personal, you know, aspirations forward. I like that for breaking it up too. So when you're planning out your goals, okay, this is for career. This is just silly. This is just artistic. This Mm -hmm. is just educational, you know? And honestly, that's what kept us sane throughout Mm -hmm. the process too. Like a lot of my goals focused on my career. Mm -hmm. So building my website or playing new music every day, taking an audition, um, preparing for a recital, all of these things. So that can lead to burnout if you're not careful. So I, you know, I had to kind of piece in some things that were personal too. Like I, one month I decided I was going to eat vegan every single day and another month uh, on a similar 
note, I did juicing every day mm-hmm. just to see what all that hype was about. <laughs> yep. um, I did yoga one year or one month. And then the next year in the same month, I did meditation and, you know, finding did you find that exploring all of these different things? Because this is, that's like up my alley. That's like I what know. I love to do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. exploring like food and nutrition and different workout styles. Did you find that you stuck to one or two that has now changed your life? Absolutely. You know? It has led to just the most amazing sense of balance mm-hmm. in the daily routine. And it's really interesting because over the weekend, um, I went to a retreat at Peace Lutheran Church. You were a part of that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. And in one of the sessions on Friday night, you were there. I loved this session. The cycle of grace. Yes. I actually talked to Kai, the pastor afterwards, and I said, that is what I've been so into lately too. Yes. Yeah, explain a little bit. So there are four, in our life, we experience inputs and outputs. Yes. Yes. And there are, there's a cycle that we should be going through to experience this in a positive way. The first one was what? Acceptance of self. And then it was, shoot, now I'm not going to Sustenance. Yes. So how you sustain um, your happiness and how you sustain like your, your, what gives you life. Yes. And then the third was significance. And the fourth is accomplishment. accomplishment. That's right. So if you're bringing those pieces into your life in that order, you are more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And that's what I learned. That's what I experiencing this talk, it just blew my mind because that's exactly what we did this year. We were bringing in all of these positive outputs and it led to all of these amazing things. And, you know, in this cycle of grace, you have to be really careful to not take that the opposite way. Which is what a lot of us do, and we we don't even know it. That's right. If we're so focused on accomplishing things— And finding our significance by only what we accomplish. Right, and then you work backwards. And as a musician or as a director of a major company like Brooke is, um, as a teacher, Mm -hmm. you know, in all of our careers, if we are reversing that cycle— it just leads to this downward spiral. And so that just clicked with me because I realized— We're having the same experience. We are. We are. I bet both of us were sitting there like, just like, yeah, just like (laughs) listening to this. Oh my gosh. Like, it was just the biggest epiphany ever. And, you know, I've been dying to tell Brooke about this experience because that is what we experienced Mm -hmm. over these past two years is we've been exploring all of these curiosities and— pursuing our passions, and through the process— Accomplishing. Accomplishing (laughs) all of these great things. And it's just been life-giving. What really struck me in that conversation was the sustaining piece of it. Because I think about how often we are— obviously, we're just achieving our goals, right? Right. And getting confirmation for whether we achieve them or not. But uh, how often are we doing things that actually are important to our lives and are life-giving to exactly. us? Exactly. Like for me, for example, when I actually do yoga or when I sit down and take time to read a book or when I go on a walk with my dog, you know, those are the things that give you life. And so many times we're just like setting the goals and trying to do achieving achieving whatever we want to achieve. And we're never doing the life-giving part. So right. that's why we burn yeah. out, you know? Well, and that was what was so interesting about my non professional goals that I set, it was eating right. Mm -hmm. It was doing yoga. 
And I think that's why all of those other professional things became so successful because yeah. I was focusing on the sustenance. I was mm-hmm. focused on finding balance. And yeah, and in your health, like mentally right. and physically. Exactly. When that's all good to go and in amazement, then everything else just falls it into It really you know? does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Well, what about a time where you guys didn't? meet a mm. goal did I mean was there a time that stuck out and how did you deal with that because it's yeah. hard I can go first on that one that's yeah, the story of my year this year I think <laughs> so um earlier in this year I had a family member that passed away and that was just a moment when the goals just couldn't be done mm-hmm. and so I had several months where I just didn't do them at all and I think equally so with as many times as I shared about winning a jackpot or going to New York and trying to write a book and doing all of these things, it was equally as important that I was honest when I did blog again about this just isn't a time where that's a priority right now. Um, So I felt a little guilty about it just because I hold myself to a high standard. Mm -hmm. And when you've done something for 16 or 18 months in a row and you can't do it anymore— you know, it's a little bit of a letdown, but Mm -hmm. Angela is always encouraging me. I just had that last month where I'm like, I just can't do it right now between my work schedule and other things going on. My head's just not in it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, you got to give yourself some grace sometimes. And we just moved on and went to the next month. That's what you need. You know, you always need somebody to come back and remind you that we're all human. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't achieve our goals. And that doesn't mean you are a failure, you know? Yeah. So I think sustaining that for two years too is very difficult because Mm -hmm. you don't know over the course of those two years what life's going to hand you. And, you know, when you say that it's a good idea that you're going to redecorate your extra bedroom and then that month comes and other life priorities get in the way. Um, But I feel like just having encouragement, whether it be my husband or Angela or anybody, everybody, no one really made a big deal about the fact that I skipped some of those in there. So Uh, how do you guys think that what you're doing is influencing other women in our community? I would say I get a lot of comments at work, which is kind of funny when you were saying you get nervous about posting a blog post Mm -hmm. or putting your life out there. I was most nervous about it with people at work because they see me in a professional light all the time. That's what I feel like every time we record, I'm like, I'm worried that this is going to somehow come back. I say it all the time. I try to just write in a way when I hit post that I would be okay with my boss and my parents and my husband all reading it in a public forum. I love that. So I do a gut check. And sometimes, yeah, would they maybe like cringe or laugh at different things, of course, but I would never want to post anything that would jeopardize like my marriage, my job, or my family relationships. So for me, that would be fine. But um, I just had so many people at work stop me and say, oh, I read your story or that inspired me or I'm— there were a few people at work that actually started doing 30-day goals just because they were reading our blog. It wasn't the same goals we were doing, mm-hmm. but to me, that kept me going. I know I've absolutely. gone to actually Angela's work and people she works with yeah. have said things to me too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I find it funny, like, um, you know, people who you wouldn't expect become your biggest cheerleaders mm-hmm. throughout yes. the process. And they just come out of the woodwork and— um, you realize how much you've affected them in the po- in the process. It, it's been really interesting. Like I remember specifically working with one of my adult ensembles at Michelle's, and we were getting ready for performance, and, and it was an outdoor performance. It was an absolute monsoon. Mm-hmm. So the reality was, we were there, we were prepping, but we were going to be rained out. But we mm-hmm. had to do our due diligence and get to the performance site. 
confirm that the concert was canceled. And sure enough, one of my adult flutists was like, well, I'm going to take Brooke's goal and (laughs) I am not going to complain this entire time. I didn't complain for 30 days. So that one actually probably had the most people... even my dad, my yeah. mom, they they text me and they were like, I don't know how you're doing this. I'm, I'm already how done. How good did you minutes. feel, though, after that month? Well, at first— Or did you feel pent up? The first—no, I didn't <laughs> feel pent up. But the first few days was so depressing because mm-hmm. I would say most people would describe me as positive and not a complainer. But you really realize yes. how yeah. much you say. And a lot of times it's just— small talk, especially at work too. You know, it's really easy to be like, oh, that meeting lasted longer. Oh, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, that was eye-opening. But I I probably had the most people say something to me about trying that goal than any other goal I had done because it's not something you have to like buy or set aside a time for. Right. I think that's such a beautiful goal. I want to start doing that goal. So I've been trying this new thing that every time I have a fearful thought or a negative thought, I immediately have been trying to catch myself and say, how can I change this to love? Mm-hmm. And I got that That's from great. a book I'm reading. The Universe Has Your Back. It's your favorite book. It's my favorite book. Oh, gosh, I'm awesome. almost done it with out. it. It's so good. Gabby Bernstein. Um, but I realize I, I'm saying it less now than I was, you know, when I started this a few weeks ago. But when I first started it, I was, I was surprised at how many negative thoughts I had mm-hmm. or how many fearful thoughts I had. It's crazy. That's interesting. Yeah. And it takes practice. Like yeah. the more you practice it, it's like the less you you think that way. But it's unfortunate that that's how people bond is through. It's so easy, like you said, to bond through complaining well, and, and text messaging. That's where I noticed it the most. So mm-hmm. I would, yes. Yes. I would get caught in a line. Let's say I went to like Kohl's. And then what do you do? You text somebody. Oh, I'm in the longest right. line ever. And now you got to keep up this text banter about something you're complaining about while you're in the long line. It's just, I noticed a lot of text conversations are initiated by something you're complaining about that the other person can relate to. And then you just stop texting people and it makes it so much And easier. why aren't we texting things like, oh my gosh, have you seen the beautiful sky today? I or like, yes, exactly. Isn't, isn't the, well, I don't like talking about the weather. I think it's kind of like, but I don't know. Why aren't we saying like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this shirt at Kohl's is awesome mm-hmm. today. No, we're complaining about the line, mm-hmm. right. you know? Yeah. Our brains. One thing I learned about myself, and this came through the process of like preparing for performances and auditions. I need constant mental, um, just positive thoughts and positive energy. And I found that listening to a lot of audiobooks, mm-hmm. like for example, Elizabeth Gilbert, Big yeah, Magic, I want to read changed her book next. my life. Wow. Um, the Shonda Rhimes. A That's year one of yes. yes. I know. I'm telling you, you have to take the time to it, listen or sit down and read it. It just having those positive words of affirmation all the time makes the biggest difference. For the first five years of me working at Olentangy, I would listen to Dave and Jimmy. You mm-hmm. guys know like 97.9. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nothing's wrong with that. I mean, it's very comical. But uh, Cody, who's a big podcaster, would always say, why don't you try listening to podcasts? And I was like, nah, I just I don't know if I want to. And then this past year, I started listening to podcasts and I would listen to super inspirational talks and, you know, things that got me pumped up to go to work. And it's like changed my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, why was I listening to what Miley Cyrus has done in the past week? Like, I don't care, you know? <laughs> right. I need to be listening and reading things that get me going and get me inspired to live life, you know? That's Absolutely. Like, um, Angela, I know I've told you, I listen to NPR Yes. All the time. Yes. We Angela's both do. An NPR <laughs> I'm not NPR. Fan. I've really been trying to make that switch 
from NPR because as much as I, I'm in a battle of wanting to be informed Mm-hmm. and wanting to stay sane and not <laughs> yeah. listen to negative things, especially lately with well, all the elections. this week has been a doozy. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, I, I keep putting just negative news in my mind all the time. And so I've been trying to switch to audiobooks. And, good for you. But it's hard because I really, I'm a junkie. I really like the news. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's good to be informed. Yeah. But at the same time, we've got to balance it with things that, there's, you know. There's yeah. just a better energy. There's just a better side to everything, you know? We can keep putting negativity in our minds, or we can say, well, let's look at the flip side. Right. So how do you guys balance wanting to continue to set goals, but also wanting to live in the present? Because you know how you said you guys would have conversations and somebody would end up crying about what's next? I struggle with, well, do I always have to know what's next? Do I always have to have a goal? Or should I just be content with living in the present moment? That's you a big can one. speak to that <laughs> yeah, a lot. That's a, that's a big one. I've asked myself that a lot too. And so for Angela to have most of her goals related to music to help career or move her career forward and then sprinkle in a few that were kind of, I'll call them fun, but you know, whether they were self-focused or not, um, helped keep her sane. When I would sprinkle in things that weren't helping me achieve something greater, I felt it was a waste of my time. I had a hard time with that. Uh, to like even the month I did drawing, it was easier just because it was easier. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm wasting 30 minutes a mm-hmm. day. So yeah, I'm constantly battling that. I actually read the book um, Present Over Perfect by Shauna Nequist, and that was life changing for me. And she talks a lot about being present over versus always trying to be perfect. I think in general, when we're when we have a lot of stress going on, we all numb ourselves in some way. Mm-hmm. And that some way can show up as perfectionism or overachieving. Mm-hmm. I think Angela and I could both relate oh, to yeah. that. Yeah. And so yeah. it's keeping that balance between doing adventure and exciting things and putting it out there and always having something to look forward to, but being okay with the fact that you don't. I think this this year when I had a few months where I just couldn't do the goals, that helped me realize being present with my husband or my family or my friends or even at my day job at work was much more important than another check mark of a goal to achieve. So sometimes I think we're forced into that, but I try to, I do the same thing. I listen to YouTube videos and things like that that help keep me grounded a little bit. So it's not always about high achieving on everything all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to show yourself a lot of grace. I know for last year, for 2015, um, I kind of got into a little bit of a habit where my goals started to become very cumulative. Mm-hmm. So like January, I was trying to eat vegan. And then February, I tried to do yoga. And I was trying to keep adding and yeah. adding yeah. and yeah. adding. And Which is overwhelming. And yeah, in that, in that journey of trying to create balance, I just had a major meltdown, yeah. burnout. And I had mm-hmm. to kind of start over and rebuild. So I had to take some time off. And it was almost just survival mode. Mm -hmm. Like I need to cut a lot of this out and I need to just focus on the present and then come back to it when I can come back to it. I think that's super healthy though, just to recognize, okay, I'm on overload and this is not going to be good for me. Right. And now I just need to, I like how you say, show yourself grace. Yeah, you know, the, you have yeah. to just be compassionate. Yeah. We always say to show compassion. Well, also show we sure yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That's why doing this together was so helpful because 
we both had those months. Like, we mm-hmm. both had the month where we were all about what we were doing, and we both had the month where we hated it, and we both had the month where our jobs took over, and it was really hard to do, so, you know, equally. So, Angela was always there to tell me, it's fine, don't worry about it, skip yeah, it. Yeah, and I knew, like, <laughs> you know, when when life happens, like, I knew Brooke was just beating herself up over not ma- writing that yep. next post, and yeah. so I was there as her cheerleader to say, hey, what you're doing right now in taking time with your family is the most important goal that you've achieved through this entire process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you need to keep doing that. Yeah. And if that means our readers, you know, don't see a post in a while, so be it. That's yeah. so They'll, important. It, it really is. I think overarching like thought that I've had is we all need to show each other compassion and we all need a cheerleader on our side. Like, we all need to be Mm -hmm. our own cheerleaders a little bit, but Mm -hmm. we also have to, like, look out for our fellow human, you know, and just, like, tell everybody we're living life the best that we can, and it will be okay. You're doing awesome. So in one—I can't remember if it's a chapter in your book, Brooke, Mm -hmm. or one of your blogs. She talks about, uh, what if they think I'm dumb? Yeah, that's in my book. Oh, I have that thought all the time. And I've got a chapter just for you. That's right. Because I need it. And that was, you know— it was shedding that layer of fear, you know, as when you put yourself out there like that, think of all the chances that have come our way that we don't take because of some level of fear. That's what it all comes down to at its core. It really Mm -hmm. does. All the negative thoughts we have and all the fearful thoughts that we have about ourselves and not believing in ourselves. Right. Absolutely. If you really like wind it down to one thing, every problem you have, it's just fear of not being accepted, I think, or fear of not being enough. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I had to deal with some major criticism through the music community throughout this Mm -hmm. process. And it was, I just seriously felt just so broken down Mm -hmm. and so worthless to the point I was like, I need to switch professions. Like I can't meet these expectations. And then I thought, no, you know what? I've spent my entire Mm -hmm. academic life focusing on this craft. You know, I'm not going to let anybody take that away from me. I don't care if they like my playing, you know, I've got to stay true and keep putting myself out there. And yes, they might think I'm dumb, mm-hmm. but somebody but we think values dumb it. Too. <laughs> Thanks. No one's perfect. So yeah, you just have to keep fighting the good fight. And as women, we have to stick together and support one another and be each other's cheerleaders. Man, that's my whole philosophy. Yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> I so, love you guys. What do the goals look like now? You know, as you wind this down, obviously, you know, if yeah. you're not doing one every single month, like, how are you going to take that into, you know, the future in a different mm-hmm. way, I guess? Well, when we started this blog, we kept thinking that this would show us our purpose, our thing, like whether it was starting a business or whatever our niche was. So for me, the biggest learning I had was how much I really like writing. So one thing I'll be carrying on is blogging and then with writing this book and I plan to do more. Um, The other thing is the months when I was happiest, other than winning jackpots and such, (laughs) um, the months that I was happiest, even though there's miserable moments in it, were the months that I was taking care of myself physically the best. I was a gymnast my whole life and I've always spent time in the gym. And when you add on a bunch of goals that, aren't related to your physical self, plus you're trying to do work and all of that. So for me, that'll just 
you know, pop back up as one mm-hmm. of my personal goals again, mm-hmm. just so I can feel at my best because I feel like I perform at my best when I'm physically feeling my best. Right. So that'll probably be it. Plus, encouraging other people to try things is another thing that's come out of this. And I think the times that we've shared our failures is when people feel most inspired. If if I, one month I woke up at 4.45 a.m. every day and worked out. And I'm sure people, when you see that, even when I see that, you know, other, I'm like, oh, geez. You know, yeah. it almost defeats me more than it motivates me. Um, but when I've gotten on there and written about times that I failed at it, I feel like people are like, oh, thank goodness. That, that I totally relate to that. I can totally... Right you know, understand how that We like felt, to feel so. like we can relate to others. Yes. You know? We're not alone. So I think that writing and taking care of myself physically and then just encouraging other people to try crazy things that they've been wanting to do and still being best friends forever with yeah. Angela. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <don't have> <laughs> One thing that I learned through the two-year process is there's a season for everything. And the reality is we know our best selves and you'll know your best self even more when you try and fail or try and succeed. And realizing, you know, at this time of year or at this point in my life, this is what I need to do, you know, or mm-hmm. this is what is really important right now. And focusing on that and making that a priority and knowing that we can't do everything, mm-hmm. you know. So some things come and go, but there ultimately there is a season. I think for so, everything. I think so often we think back on times like, you know, I'll say to Liz, man, those two years ago when we were working out and eating so healthy. <laughs> the legendary. You know, <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I get down on myself now. It's like, well, why don't I look that way now? Or why am I not eating that way now? And it's like, you know what? That was a different season. Our lives right? are different. And, 100%. and now there's something else. It's not that I can't focus on eating healthy or working out more or whatever I was doing. But now at this time in my life, maybe there's something else I need to be focusing on, focusing on like my mental health or mm-hmm you know, my spiritual health or whatever. Absolutely. You know, it's always changing. I think what you guys are doing is absolutely great. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it's inspiring so many people. I've already listened to your first couple of podcasts and, oh, I have so many thoughts. You guys are just (laughs) killing it. share your thoughts with us. (laughs) Well, last week in particular, the last episode that I heard, I believe it was episode three, you talked about they've done more healthy so. eating. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's the one I just listened to. Yes. And you guys talked about um, doing a like a potluck. With oh, friends. Yes. oh, yes. So I have to tell you, because we are a, a little bit older. <laughs> when I was in my master's degree, there was a group of us six girls who did that every Friday night. Was it amazing? For the full two years that we were at school together. And it was amazing. Oh, it was it. so incredible because we would take turns hosting it. So whoever hosted the potluck made the main course and then everybody brought the sides mm-hmm. to go along. And then we would play games or whatever I afterwards. I feel like you can be so much more involved and have an engaging evening with friends. Yes, it was in incredible. It was great. So, so we'll have to do, do that. It. Two thumbs up okay, to doing yes, potluck night. Please invite me to this. <laughs> yeah. <let's> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, we really, really appreciate you guys coming and talking to us tonight. I feel like I got so much out of this conversation. I have so many goals now I want to I know. Yeah. Like, so what are and you guys books. thinking yeah, for goals? Yeah, what are your goals? Now we're going to interview you. jeez. Oh, so what's something you've always wanted to do and you just haven't done it? Honestly, my mine is writing. Mm-hmm. I'm very nervous to 
right? Because I have this weird phobia. I think something must have happened in middle school or high school where I just decided I wasn't a good writer. Mm -hmm. And so this kind of crept through through college. Liz knows. I always asked her to like proofread all my papers. And like, and and then now that I'm trying to start this blog where I'm trying to express myself, I love talking. I love expressing myself, but now I want to do it through writing. So that's kind of my goal is to just be okay. Like you said, send mm-hmm. it off into the world and then maybe I'll hide under a blanket a couple times. Yeah. But and sometimes, eventually I'll get better at yes. it. Sometimes you'll realize later you had spelling errors and yeah. grammatical errors mm-hmm. and life goes on. So yeah. does everybody life else. Goes yeah. on. Yep. <laughs> well, we've talked about mine. So I was a music major with extreme stage fright, which doesn't make any sense. Um, I thought I could major in choir. That's why I signed up to be a music major. But it turns out you have to sing on your own. Um, But I really do miss... I've always loved singing. And I really do miss performing. Um, She sings on the podcast sometimes. (laughs) And sometimes Cody cuts it out. (laughs) (laughs) But I... I have this calling, and not that I want to be famous or anything, but I just feel the need to... um, A lot of my goals are very, very professional development focused, almost all of them. And I've had a really hard time finding any kind of creative, fun outlet. Like, I'm not very good at having fun, I don't think. (laughs) I feel the same way about myself. Yeah. So I kind of want to explore... We've talked about our coffee shop gig that we're going to have. So my... I guess I have a set... I have lots of goals, actually. But I feel like one of my goals is to sing at a coffee shop with Liz. I just want to have a good. little acoustic set. Yeah, want to sing some two-part Perfect. harmonies. We'll be there. Cody yeah. refuses to play guitar for us, though. We'll we'll get him to. Joe, Joe your will husband, play the cello. You can yeah. play the flute. He you took a voice me. lesson, so he, you can sing. Yeah, Angela and Joe played for me when I sang my. That's what helped me through. Awesome. Really? Yeah. So there you go. Maybe, yep. hey, podcast listeners, right. <laughs> make a band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and nothing else. We've joined a band right here. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Well, do we want to have some wine? Yeah. You know what? That's the whole, that's the name of the game. So we have four glasses of wine sitting in front of us right now. And we got so into this conversation. We didn't even do it. Yeah. We're doing some really cheap wine today. It's a Walgreens. Cupcake from Walgreens. I like cupcake. <laughs> um, it's so cheap that it's screw off top. I brought the wine opener up here with me. And then I looked at the bottle and it doesn't even need it. it. Because it's that cheap. But, okay. So, here we go. It's Cupcake 2015 Pinot Grigio. A good year. Did we talk about what a good year 2015 was? That was a great year. I'm convinced 2017 will be. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Whoa. Yay. Get all of them in there. Boom. All right. I will say, (laughs) off the bat, this is kind of my go-to cheap wine. So, (laughs) So you're a fan. So, I like it. It's kind of dry for me, though. I mean, I do tend to love some sweetness to it, but it's a little dry. I am not a drinker, but I think this tastes pretty good. So, yeah. Especially if it's cheap. How much does this cost you? Like $7.99. There you go. There you go. I would give this. Liz is much better at this than I am. She tends to get, like, the smoky hints and talks like she knows what she's doing. I think I saw her swirl it around. I'm getting apple from you this. You always the get the fruits. <laughs> I, don't I don't taste fruit in this. them at all. Let me try again. They're made of fruit, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie. I don't taste apple. Oh, well. Can you describe the apple? What kind of apple? Like sour Granny Smith. Okay. At the back of my tongue. All right. I mean. That's just me. That I don't know if anyone. It's a standard. It's a standard Pinot Gris. So I we would, always rank. We're on Vivino. Um, Wine and Shine podcast, we always rank one to five. 
what are we feeling? I'm feeling like a three and a half. I'm feeling a three and a half. What do you guys I think? I think that's good. Yep. Fair. Agree. I usually lead towards a, a sweeter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is pretty good. It's not communion. Like normally right. I'm like, that. <laughs> yes. that's communion. It's not. That's I like, that should be on our new wine. rating scale. Like where what is communion? it on the scale of communion? Like, <laughs> we always got grape juice. They did, if the Methodists hey, don't want to give you real the wine. The Catholics <laughs> drink the wine. And now I sing and go to a Lutheran church, which... And they do as well. And they do the wine. Yeah. I'm missing out. Of course, they don't give you enough to... Yeah, you're missing out on that communion wine. What are you I'm guys doing every wine. Sunday? Do you guys do the dip with the bread in the... Yeah. You yeah. dip it in. I always think that's unsanitary. But, you like, know, I go up there... the wafer first. You know, you dip I, it in... The people's hands. I know, I know oh, it's yeah. not... I just, every time I'm in the line, I'm like, making gross faces, <laughs> trying to keep it under wraps. The blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> just joking. But it's like today, like Cody was talking about buffets, and I was like, I just don't think they're sanitary. Oh, yeah. People are sneezing all up yeah. in there. But Cody and... says Indian buffets are different. Are How they, so? Uh, he just claims that they are because he likes Indian better. So. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll post this on Vivino. We dig it. We dig it. So thank you, Brooke and Angela, for coming on. Uh, we will put all of the blog links and your recommended books and yes. future projects in the show notes so people can keep up and access. And we awesome. can't wait to read your upcoming book yeah, and to see Wednesday. your new blog that's yeah. coming out soon. Thank you. And to see more from your musical adventures. Yeah. And it's super and exciting. And have potlucks. And have potlucks. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We joined a band. Yeah. Yes. This has been a very successful podcast. Even. <laughs> that's right. It has. So as always, please give us a follow on Instagram at Wine and Shine Podcast. We're on Facebook too. And then if you have any topics that you want to hear in the future or any questions, uh, send us an email to wineandshinepodcast at gmail.com. We're excited to announce that we have a new addition to our website launching December 1st. It's called Glammed by Alicia P. Hicks. It's a section featuring the latest fashion, nails, hair, all sorts of beauty trends. And it's provided to us by our friend, Alicia P. Hicks. Now we love supporting Columbus area entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs. And Alicia P. Hicks is really someone special to us. She has worked in California. She's worked for LA Fashion Week and New York Fashion Week both serving celebrity clientele from rappers to actors and actresses. She really knows great nail trends and does both nails and lashes in the Columbus area through her business Glammed by Alicia P. Hicks. So if you're interested in beauty trends and tips, please visit our website as of December 1st. She's going to have a feature every month with all sorts of great information for you. Information that Nina and I certainly, though we try to be glamorous, don't know quite as well as Alicia, of course. So uh, we're excited to introduce that to you and please come check it out every month to see the latest updates. And we have our own blogs that we're doing. Nina's great writing and Liz will get the courage to put something up there sometime at wineandchimepodcast.com. So thanks as always for listening and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye.